0: Hello, all you paranormal freaks. It's the last Saturday of the month, and you know what that means. The veil is at its thinnest. So if you're brave enough, all of you hitchers and drifters, load up for a ride with Golden Jade and Logan as they traverse to the other side.
1: my paranormal freaks out there is i golden
0: jay as a weird way of saying welcome back all you hitchers and drifters to the united states of paranormal <laughs> but i'll take it <laughs> it is, what it is.
1: you know pod- you you get it how it's gonna come out of oh, yeah. my mouth <laughs> every
0: every podcaster's got to have that special intro to get into it you got to have something that the calls of the people and yours definitely does call to the people.
1: Well, you know, the brilliance of it is, is that, uh, if you listen to the call guys episode where they, uh, had ISO cam on, he actually, um, uh, said it right on the, right on the pod. He's like, I got to do this. It yeah. is I, golden J.
0: I definitely heard it. Cause I, uh, I listen to the call guys as they come out <clears throat> every Monday.
1: I do too. I do too. Because I always wait to see if Colton's going to say something, um about the Emperor.
0: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> he, basically that's that's clockwork. That happens all the time.
1: He never disappoints.
0: <laughs> that's right. It's Golden Jay and me, his co-host and future ghost Logan from the defunct Team Tejas.
1: <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Some I'm, I'm kind of back. I'm just here on the other side. <laughs>
1: Well, he never really went anywhere. He was always here. He just uh, uh, was behind the scenes for a while.
0: Yeah, just peddling, you know, working on merch and yeah, bothering people by giving them unrequested show notes after an episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still one of my favorite things is like, Logan, man, you know a lot about the paranormal. You should do a podcast. <laughs> I never heard anything more about that. You didn't react to that one. (laughs) Uh.
0: But, you know, I, I, I eat, sleep and breathe the paranormal, man. I was never, like I said, I was never really gone. Just
1: hiatus. 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 He's out. He was on hiatus. Well, um, our paranormal freaks and hitchers and drifters, welcome to the other side. Uh, the recap of the month of the United States paranormal, uh, we appreciate you uh, listening to you know everything this month and and it's been a lot of fun uh, being with the girls and going over stories and and you know they're doing a great job and I'm I'm assuming one of these uh, month end recaps we'll get the we'll get them on and and have them as part of the other side as uh, as we kind of go along here but uh, me and Logan are going to just kind of talk about you know, whatever from these, from these four episodes and uh, maybe throw around uh, a little bit of other stuff. You just never know.
0: Absolutely. If anything, this is like you, you watched your shows, right? Mm-hmm. You came home from work. You watched your TV shows. This, this show is the end of the night. The infomercials are popping on. We are the <laughs> Billy Mays of the United <laughs> States of Paranormal, you know, yes. it's done. You watch your episode of the golden girls. Now we're here trying to sh- sell you a sham. Wow.
1: I'm I'm all about a sham wow You know that. Bring it on.
0: Talking about paranormal, like when Billy Mays passed away, this was back when I was still watching a lot of cable television with my buddies, you know, sleep over his house, fall asleep watching Adult Swim or whatever. Right. Billy Mays passed away. There's nothing like being woken up to the sound of a dead man trying to sell you a (laughs) slap chop or a mini grill station because they ran those things for like, half a year after he passed away.
1: Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Well, you know, they recorded them all. So, you know, why wouldn't you continue to use them? So,
0: yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, yeah, the, you know, do you ever see the parody they put out where it's like slap bitch? And oh <laughs> he's god, slap yeah, bitch.
0: yeah. You know the the <laughs> that guy that did the slap chop commercials uh, got gotten like a big legal issue because he got in a fight with the hooker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's why it's called. That's why it was called slap bitch because he that's got f- in a physical fight with the hooker. <laughs> was not good.
1: <laughs> I did see something and I thought of you the other day. Have you seen the uh, Ghost Adventures parody that the? That there's some guys running around that do that and, and they just, uh, just make fun of them the whole entire time.
0: I haven't, but there was one, the CW put on, uh, they had the CW seed for a little while, which was their online service where they had special shows on there. Uh huh. And they did one that was called pet squad. And it was like paranormal, something, something, it was an acronym uh-huh. and it was making fun of all that. And <laughs> one of the, one of the episodes that stuck to me the best is like, you know how they do the lock in. They're like, no matter what nobody's gonna open this basement door until the morning comes right right and it's these two like hillbilly couples um that there's like yeah our basement's haunted we hear noises all that they get down there and they lock the door and the guy's like no matter what we say or do you can't unlock this door and fuckers get down there and they lock the door and there's a bear down in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's been making the noise and those guys they're like oh, what they said no matter what they say don't let them out and and they're screaming there's a bear down here. And they was like, that's probably a demon trying to get us open the door.
1: <laughs> it's a mimic. It's a mimic. Yeah. It was just, they're it was mimicking. <laughs> oh shit. You know, some of those parodies, uh, you know, we talk about paranormal, we talk about um, you know, cryptids and stuff like that. You know, my big kick lately has been Bigfoot, and and uh, you know, in the episodes that's gonna come out next month, we we discuss um in the chiller filler, we talk about uh, um, Bigfoot and how the popularity is actually looks like it's really going up. And you're finding more and more uh, Sasquatch stuff, you know, you know, whether it be a license plate or or um, stickers or even, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it when the, the stupid ass bugging? Oh my God, my, it's been a really long day and my brain is dead, but uh, an air freshener, you can get an air yeah. freshener with, uh, with, a uh, yeah, a Bigfoot on it, but, um, you know, the popularity of, of Bigfoot and, and all that that's going on. And it's just really interesting that, uh, that, you know, it's, I don't know how to say it. It's really cool that all that stuff's really kind of coming back around.
0: Yeah. Well, you gotta, well, as you say that there's a, there's a Jeep in my parking lot that has a tire cover on the back that has Bigfoot holding a, like a flamingo yard ornament. On it. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's the reason it's like when I was a kid and everything where like the first ghost shows popped up and everything, like people didn't talk about ghost and Bigfoot and stuff because it was like, it had a stereotype to it. Uh huh. And nowadays the stereotypes gone, right? It's, it's cool to have a sticker on the back of your truck that says you're a Bigfoot hunter or to talk about it and everything but like back in the day when like X-Files was big and everything uh people liked that show but nobody was like oh yeah I'm a sasquatcher or I'm a right. squatcher or I'm a paranormal investigator because it was looked upon as like really
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: but um, cryptozoology's been around forever as something we're going to discuss today uh with like when we talk about the Bridgewater Triangle I mean that place was named by a cryptozoologist
1: Oh, right on. I did not know that. Yeah. So. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I, uh, Skywalker sent me uh, a picture the other day. He was heading up to Mishawaka and he sent me a picture of the back of this pickup truck and they had the whole back of it was Sasquatch sitting on his side and he had a raccoon over his junk. <laughs> and that was the tailgate of the truck. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's coming out everywhere. I mean, yeah you'll find out in uh, uh next week's uh episode i talk about a girl at work that has got a couple items and uh, so you just have to tune in on wednesday to hear about that
0: actually i got a guy that comes in my shop all the time whose sister is considered a professional and for people can't see, can't see air quotes air quotes uh, uh squatcher and uh she she that's what she does on her spare time she takes time off from work to go squatching
1: uh Um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I guess, you know, for the most part, the Sasquatch is not aggressive, aggressive, you know, like it sees you and, you know, it's going to rip off both your limbs, but still, you know, you tread into, uh, their den or something. I can't imagine that, uh, that would go extremely well.
0: Yeah, no, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm like you, I'm a believer and, and Sasquatch, like, uh, I one of the stories I covered in the past with Team Tejas was the tech tech, which is really the tech tech's just a Sasquatch by a different name. Just right. like you have your Yetis and your skunk apes, is like everybody has it's still the same big ape-like creature um that leans more towards human than ape, but different cultures, different names. That's something that Jin got into with the mermaids too. Uh I, I absolutely think they could exist. I mean, we absolutely have proof that there were things that did exist back in the day that supposedly went extinct that were massive ape like creatures that are exactly what people describe Sasquatch as.
1: Right. Right. I don't know. And you know, if it's... they're from
0: here, I don't know. I mean, I I I definitely buy into like the portal stuff like you talk into you talk about. Like he, it could have been here and the skeletons we found could have not been from here. Could have been from somewhere else or who knows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know The the big thing is just to believe and don't shut it out and uh, enjoy it. I mean, I mean, come on. Why? Why wouldn't you enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's fun. I mean, you don't have to go squatching, but you can watch the shows and and you know keep your interest up and listen to podcasts and oh, and absolutely. all that stuff. So
0: I mean, like what's if we've been proven wrong so many times as a species, like where uh people recalled seeing sharks that were over 60 feet long or giant octopuses that attack boats, and then those stopped becoming legends and started being scoffed at, and then not too long ago, we find proof of giant squids that could have absolutely attack a boat or megalodons that were the size of three school buses lined up. Like these things were all real, and we don't have a definitive date where these things died off or right. if they all have died off. We thought the giant squid was gone until a couple years back, where they found one living. So who's to say that these species didn't exist or there's some weird species that, people see now as a cryptid that it might have existed before and we just haven't seen it this place is big we don't know shit about our ocean Mm
1: -hmm. we don't
0: really know shit about uh we talked about in the tech tech episode there was a whole lost city that was massive that became legend and then when we finally got the technology where we could map stuff from the sky we're like oh hey look holy shit that whole there. city is right there in the middle of the fucking jungle, <laughs> and, and and we can only see that because of deforestation. So God knows what else is out there.
1: Oh yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I like the portal idea uh, with with uh, Bigfoot, but you know, with the size of some of those forests, I mean, there's no way that uh, that he's he can't hide out there somewhere.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that doesn't. And like I said, that's that forest is where there were stories of the tech tech. That forest is, in fact, some of the places where we have found skeletal remains of giant epithecus or whatever the hell it was called, the actual giant human-like ape that right. was said to die off forever. So it was it a coincidence that the locals who have no gain from telling these stories because they're not on the Internet, they're, they're tribes people. They don't right. have a reason to be like, hey, I saw this out here. They, I believe they see they've seen something.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because there's no gain. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about that in several paranormal uh uh stories that we've done over the last year and a half where the family doesn't want anything to do with it and left their homes, but the story still stands that they were the ones in it and they were like, Nope, don't want nothing, Night talking to nobody.
0: Well, it's like the story that uh Aunt Aunt B is researching right now, the the book she's reading. Uh, the, the parent family. The parent family. Yep. If it was up to the parent family. That story would have never got out. Right. But it yeah. got out because the people they involved to try to resolve it. Unfortunately, Ed and Lorraine, as big they are in the paranormal community, they do they were glory hounds. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They they would they would write books, they would sell books, they would get on the TV, things that didn't really help the families and spread the word. Right. Because, like, especially back then, if something like that happened. They're they're really back then before social media and followers and likes and stuff like that. There was no benefit to going public with it, right? Because you just got like lambasted by people calling you kooks or insane, getting kicked out from your church.
1: Yeah, that's the one I was gonna go at. You know, getting kicked out of the church was was a big thing for them because well, yeah. because they were you know involved in the church so heavily, and then to be shunned by by that because. Of what's going on to them. I mean, that's not fair to them. I mean, you, that's at that during that time period, that's where they would turn, you know, that's where oh, yeah. they needed to turn for the support to get through something like that. And they got fucking kicked to the curb and it's like, Jesus, come on, Ex- what the hell?
0: Especially to be ousted by Catholicism, which up until that point, uh, had trained exorcist and absolutely support the fact that exorcisms were a thing and possession was a thing. But at that time, it was, we've talked about this before, on the heels of exorcisms going wrong. Right, and right. People losing their lives. And so uh, they had it happen at the worst time to where uh, Catholicism was trying to remove themselves from that zeitgeist and that stuff. So instead of being like, hey, we'll take you in, we'll help, and this and that, they're like, no we don't want nothing to do with this. And they push the family away, which puts the family in a worse mental state, which is exactly what a malicious spirit or demon would want.
1: Exactly. And the worst because part they, is
0: the Catholic church knows that because they've dealt with that.
1: Cause they feel alone now. I mean, yeah. yeah, they have no help. And, 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 you know, it's always been said that they feed on that, you know, the, the demons will feed on that desperation and fear and all that stuff. So, i don't know it's uh, i i we are going to at some point um revisit all of the parent family from from that original episode now that she's read the book and i'm telling you right now this could be a two three four episode uh deal depending on um you know the information because the the first book she just finished doesn't even get up to ed and lorraine
0: yeah but and
1: there is a ton of shit in there that uh that is pretty amazing in it. So I, I'm excited to when, when the two of them are ready, uh, the, Jen and uh, J Dub and the rocker chick are going to kind of tag team that going into it. Cause they're both reading the book. So,
0: yeah. So are, pretty they gonna, excited. are they going to dive into Ed and Lorraine have a book on that case too? Are they going to dive into that?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe we will. We'll get through a um, house of dark house of darkness. House of light is a three book book. Um, you know tr- trilogy, so to speak mm-hmm. so uh they've uh the Rocker Chick has finished the first book uh Jen's working on it so when we get to that point, um we'll do an episode about that book and then we will move on to the second book later down the road and I I just think there's since it's the daughter who wrote the book you know one of the one of the parent daughters mm-hmm. i mean th- there's a lot of detail in those books and, and it's oh yeah it's just going to be insane golden jay's just going to sit here and watch the two of them just uh
0: that's the best yeah <laughs> you sit there and watch? yeah just
1: enjoy the story as it comes out and yeah once again you know with team Taos leaving uh the j-dub and the rocker chick have definitely picked up uh you know, the slack of, uh, that extra, uh, two episodes a month and they're doing a great job. We've been getting a ton of emails, um, you know, from our listeners and we, I, you know, I so much appreciate them. I can't tell you enough, uh, how much I appreciate the emails and all the support that, the that, uh, two SOP listeners have given us and, you know, welcome them, welcome them, uh, J-Dub into, the scenario you know the rocker chick's always been in there i don't know if she's ever done a 2 before but you know it's yeah. uh it's pretty cool to uh get the support of the fans and and it's been great so
0: oh absolutely as you're saying that hell we got an email tonight so i mean like they're coming yeah. out the girls are killing it uh your guys is your guys's rapport with each other is great it's just it's just you're listening to friends talk about Friends paranormal. and loved ones Damn. talk about the paranormal. And I've I've always been a firm supporter of I know there's people out there that especially with today's uh TikTok mentality to where like people want the 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 juice right then and there. They want like the gist of it. Like people right. like the like want to mainline that's spooky right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this show is. This show is about the paranormal, but this show is people talking about the paranormal. Right. You get to, I think that's why the fans we do have love to write in and talk to us is because we're not just stories, we're personalities. You get to know us, they talk to us because we feel like friends and family because they know about our everyday lives. They know what we've done from like uh, our dogs being sick or issues with kids or shitting in a bucket on the side of the road. (laughs) They feel like they're part of the friendship and the family and that's what that's what I like about Tucsop. to is a road trip with friends yep. to spooky destinations. And that's that's what it's been from the start.
1: And let me tell you, uh, you know, I'm heading to Kansas City here in a couple of weeks, and uh uh I'm I'm totally meeting up some somehow, some way I'm gonna meet up with Larissa out there. I think that is um, you know, it's a highlight for me Absolutely. to be able to meet the fans, especially the ones that. You know, it's not like you're walking into your place of work and they were like, oh, hey, I listened to your podcast last night. It was really good. These are people you don't know, have never met. And and uh, to be able to get a chance to meet them, it, I mean, it's, you can't go wrong. So uh, I'm looking forward to meeting Larissa here in a couple of weeks. We're going to get it figured out and uh, take her a little bag of goodies from, uh, from the uh, Golden Mojo Empire. Nice.
0: It's just trippy knowing like there's people out there we've never met that are wearing shirts we designed Uh or like they they're just talking about our show or like that. It's just it's just a weird thought, you know, this it's a weird concept. And I'm, I'm saying this being a guy that like I've got my whole Ranger stuff going on and I set up an interview with another Power Ranger day and everything. And that feels less surreal than this does. This to me is what's like crazy. Like yeah, the, the the people emailing and buying shirts and like it's just bonkers.
1: It's yeah, it's insane. Speaking of uh shout outs, did you uh catch your shout out on uh guys with issues?
0: I did. I listened to that today after I listened to multiple episodes of two stop at like <laughs> uh a time and a half speed. <laughs> yeah, I shot those guys an email uh I would their con their con men uh episode today right. i like the name i like their naming system absolutely, yeah, uh, absolutely. The issues and how they always do a pun and everything uh and they, they just seem like really pleasant guys they're they're definitely uh i would love to be on the show and talk comic books because i eat sleep and breathe that i've been reading comic books since uh i was a kid in indiana uh i wrote that in that letter today saying that i my first books i picked up at uh the warsaw bookstore which was not chimps As a kid, I didn't know chimps existed. There was on, it's hard to explain Warsaw, the like the main street, there used to be just a bookstore.
1: It was called Reader's World.
0: That is where I picked up my comic books. Right on. Because I grew up with my father who still to this day has bookshelves of like manuals and magazines telling him how to fix specific things. Right. And that's where he would go get that stuff. Like my dad would have never walked me into a comic book store. He had no reason to ever be in a comic book store. (laughs) That's
1: true. (laughs) But he took
0: me to that bookstore all the time to get his uh, manuals on carpentry or like, um, how do you fix a 1967 Honda civic or some shit? (laughs) And so I would walk around in there, and there, of course, they're behind the counter. There was Beanie Babies and shit, but there was uh, comic books, which I only knew were back there because my sister would read Archie Comics. Okay. And i uh, that's where I found my first comic books ever bought. Uh, I first picked up Sonic the Hedgehog because I played Sonic on Sega. And then uh, I picked up Ghost Rider. Because it's a it's a dude with a flame and skull leather jacket right. on a motorcycle. And my dad looked at it and he was like, That looks cool. That's fine. Get that. <laughs> and then I grabbed an issue of Hellblazer and stuck it in there too, which I should not have been reading at seven. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I think I, they I, mentioned that on that yeah. <laughs> on that episode.
0: Well, but I mean that helped shape me because Constantine's all about paranormal exorcisms, uh demons, all that, and same with Ghost Rider. And then it's it's weird how I turned out to eat, sleep, and breathe at the altar of paranormal as an adult. Right. So,
1: um, so my, my, and I don't know why we're talking comics, but mine was, <laughs> is that my dad would come home and about twice a week, you know, cause he worked a uh, kind of an evening kind of thing. So he'd get home about eight, nine o'clock and, uh, he would come home and he'd either have one of two things in his pocket. There would be a pocket full of candy bars or there'd be comic books. And, uh, you know, either, either one I was thrilled with and, you know, I had a lot of. I, I don't even. You know, I was a kid. I I didn't take care of comic books. You oh, know, absolutely. So I don't know what the if if there was anything it was ever worth anything. But, um, you know, Batman, Spider Man, you know, uh, Hulk, you know, those kind of stuff that uh, is what I had growing up. So I've always been a big superhero fan. I mean, I've always been a Spider Man fan because those were my favorite. But.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense with you. Uh, On top of that, you've always, your dad was a wrestler and you've Mm -hmm. always been involved in that stuff. And what are wrestlers, if not like the personification of superheroes, they all had their gimmicks and their costumes, Yep. but comic books are just like the paranormal because back in the day when I was in high school and before then having comic books made you a nerd and it wasn't something you were like, Oh, I got the new Iron Man. And nowadays, People are like, I got Iron Man. <laughs> People got Iron Man on the car, tattoos of him. But like, when yeah. I was a kid, it was like, oh, you're a nerd. You read comic books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so. true. I don't remember ever having that whole nerd syndrome, but I mean, I didn't carry comic books around with me. I had them in a box at home and I would every once in a while, pull them out and kind of leaf through them. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, there was a couple Batman that I had that were like disturbing, you know, or yeah. Batman's holding Robin in his hand and Robin just disintegrates in the sand. And I'm like, oh, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, I went
0: to school with nothing but comic books in my backpack. I'd go to school with a quarter long box in my backpack, and that's what I would do all day. <laughs>
1: so. uh well, let's get into uh reviewing the uh,
0: absolutely
1: uh, reviewing Tucsop for the month. Uh where do you want to start?
0: Oh, I got it! I got it all lined up right here for you. We're all gonna right. go chronological. All right, let's go. So, all right, the first story we had of uh of the month of August was we had the rocker chick. She took the wheel. The first story of the month on August second was the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. Uh, which are little little facts about the Bridgewater Triangle in 1970s? It was named by renowned New England-based cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman. Okay. Uh, she actually authored a book back then called "Mysterious America." So, like we were just talking about, there were cryptozoologists have been around forever. Right. That that whole area is known by the Bridgewater Triangle, and it's only entitled that because a certain cryptozoologist was out there and was like, "Oh, there's so much shit going on right here." Right. It's got to have a specific name, and then she wrote a book that talked about it. But. The, the the triangle thing goes into something that you guys have mentioned and I've talked about is like the way lines, the like intersections of certain places having a you've talked about with water and other things like mm-hmm. intersections of certain graphical things that amp up or seem to bring in paranormal actions. Because like Bobby said in that, the rocker chick, um, there was everything there. You had stuff from alien sightings, Bigfoot, spirits, mythological creatures, bizarre rituals, the occultists being drawn to that area. Right.
1: Large snakes, puckwudgies, and. uh, Thunderbirds. Yeah. I mean,
0: it just, it's, there's certain areas in the world that just seem to, those lines land just perfectly, and it causes like a nexus to like crazy ass paranormal stuff, just like you got your Bermuda triangles and all sorts of shit like that. Right. So, I mean, I. I always like stories like that because like she covered like, what, like four or five, six different things. Right. And it just seems like those way lines like amp up stuff because out there you've got like prominent uh, structures out there. Like uh, what was the. The well, you had the solitude stone, which was the AKA the suicide stone.
1: Oh, yep, Yep.
0: And then you had Profile Rock, which I don't know if she showed you a picture of Profile Rock.
1: I actually, when I was doing the socials for uh, for that episode, I actually found it. And of course, you know, um, when you live it and edit it, you know, uh, somewhere I missed it, and I would have put it on the socials, but I did see it.
0: Yeah, it's shaped just like a man. It almost it resembles the Eastern Island heads really, exactly. If yeah, if it wasn't per- purposely carved out, you know, right? It's like it's still got like the jagged edges and stuff, but it looks perfectly. Like a man's face. Yeah. And like she said in there, that it's, it's, uh, that rock, uh, seems to be haunted by Native American spirit that just kind of like sits up there and chills on that one.
1: Was there a Native, Native uh, American burial ground on that property anywhere? That that
0: whole, that whole area was, was known to have a massive amount of Native Americans that had settled there and everything. And unfortunately, where there was Native Americans, There was unjust murder and all, all that, that awful stuff. So those, that's why the like haunted Indian burial grounds became such a trope is because there, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of spirit stuff happens because of bad energy or confused spirits. And that just goes hand in hand with native American culture, unfortunately, because so much bad happened to them everywhere.
1: Well, and I think you can also play on the fact that, uh, you know, these, these burial grounds are getting disturbed, you know, and people are, um, you know, planting fields or building houses in these, in these areas. And, and, you know, when you disturb, um, a body uh, that is at rest, you know, now you've, now you've, uh, totally stirred up a whole different scenario. Oh, absolutely. And, but, you know, I've seen, I've seen, Uh, And read about different, um, different facts that uh, sometimes they don't even, they don't even know that those burial grounds are there because, you know, everything for that time period is unmarked. You know, they just, the, the Native Americans knew where it was at, but when they were out of there, you know, and some, and, and farmer John takes it over and starts planting his corn out there.
0: Yeah. He he doesn't know. because settlers, like, regardless, like, before we got here, Native Americans had specific places they, they thought were sacred, uh, certain places that they thought were tainted that they stayed away from. And then, like you said, they had places they buried their dead. Right. And the settlers didn't give a shit about any of that. So once they were dead and gone, if there was a graveyard or the version of a graveyard that they had back then, then just knock it down, build whatever. Right. And unfortunately, like, at this point in civilization, everywhere is a fucking graveyard. You know, True. especially in the United States, like you're if you're not stepping on a Native American's grave, you're stepping on some guy that died in the Civil War and that was just left there. Right. Or a settler that died and was put there because graveyards back or gravestones back in the day and stuff. If somebody died while they're on an expedition or something, they stick a fucking uh, stick in the ground shape like a fucking cross and move on.
1: Yep. No, exactly, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then you got stuff like as we talked about in that episode, the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, there were man-made structures out in that triangle that were haunted too. Like you had a uh, BSU, which was the Bridgewater State University, the Taunton State Hospital, and the Hor Horbine School. I believe is what it was called. Okay, and like you, some of these things had reasons for being haunted. Like the hospital, there was a lot of hinky shit, and people died. Right, and, like right. hospitals tend to be haunted. But like it makes you wonder if like these places have more activity because of the events that transpired in them, or is it because of the land that they're buried in? And then when you get into something like the Bridgewater Triangle, where it seems to be this nexus for paranormal activity, are these places just haunted because the energy that is stuck in this this this, this structure, this triangle, right? It just amps it up, so spirits get confused or trapped. And unfortunately, that's some stuff that we'll never have an answer to—just speculation. And
1: I'm trying to remember because you know uh, the episode itself—you know—was uh, almost a month ago, and the recording was even farther back than that. Was was there a portal that they thought was in the middle of that too? A middle that, of the triangle?
0: Yeah, there's a few that they speculated, and I want to talk about that because you guys talked about uh, puck wedgies, which are kind of like a fae thing, like fairy folk
1: esque. Right. Yeah.
0: What really interested me when she was telling her story was the boy that disappeared and then popped oh, the up.
1: Yeah, the man. one that was selling flowers.
0: Yeah, that yeah. he that he he came back out of nowhere it was like, "You want to buy flowers?" and he didn't have flowers in his hand. Now I don't know how familiar you are with, um, like, and Alicia talked about it before. Uh, fae folk or, or fairy folk and their lore in Ireland and overseas, where it all started uh fairies were never looked upon as good things right back then fairies were like the modern day equivalent to aliens people talk about fairies like you fuck around a fairy's going to take you and we might not <laughs> ever see you again and that well, was like their whole goal was to spirit you away
1: wasn't uh wasn't part of Alicia's thing that uh the she, the, she, she the, she would, would, yeah, the the fairies yeah the fairies would take take you and leave not the uh, the yeah. same person in this place. Yeah,
0: they replace you. They take yeah. you They take you away and replace you with a fey folk in your form. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stories of people, some people claiming they got back from that realm and didn't know what happened. Time lapsed and everything really kind of goes hand in hand with alien abduction. Right. With how those tales are told. But that boy came back after being gone for however long. And they're like, there's no way he survived just fine by himself. And he comes back acting odd, saying, like, you want to buy these flowers and they're not flowers. But in his brain, this is what flowers are. Right. Right. So, I mean, when I heard that story instantly while I was in my car, I was like, "Ah, it sounds like that boy got fucking spirited away by some fairies or something. (laughs) And he's either coming back with his head fucked up or that's not him. Right. It's something trying to act like him. So it's got muddy sticks and it's like, you want to buy some flowers? This is what a kid does, right? And everybody's like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this kid?
1: Uh, three days. I believe that he was missing for three days when they, when he come wandering out of yeah. there.
0: And for them to find him unscathed and everything yeah. after three days, that's, I feel like he was, he was somewhere else or he just never came back and something else came back.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, there you go. That's possibility.
0: That's why yeah. fairies scare me way more than aliens,
1: J Dub. <laughs> oh, J Dub and her aliens! Oh my, uh, yeah. Get prepared for the next episode coming out Wednesday.
0: Oh man,
1: yep. I'm just saying sneak sneak pre- preview is that uh, she talks aliens. So
0: oh, oh J Dub's actually died. J
1: Dub does an alien episode, and uh, I'll tell you right now, it's a uh, it's good episode, but it was rough for her to get through. So I don't doubt it. Yeah.
0: It was like Alicia tackling dolls back in the day. She hates dolls, but she still covered (laughs) doll island, you know, had a whole month of dolls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole month of dolls. And she takes the, uh, the one place that has 5 million dolls on it.
0: The one place that none of us I'll go visit Harold, the doll in the museum. You know, he's got rules. If I follow him, I'm fine. I'm not going to that fucking Island. (laughs) (laughs) I got no no urge to be stuck on a little island with a bunch of fucked up dolls that might randomly talk in the middle of the night. Nope.
1: Yeah, They're no, best. no curiosity whatsoever when it comes to the island of dolls, huh?
0: No, absolutely not. But
1: <laughs> speaking That's of awesome. J
0: Dub, uh-huh. we tackled our second story
1: of yes. the month,
0: which was on August 9th. And uh was it we we had mermaids. We did mermaids.
1: We did mermaids when she uh when she called and she said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I got super excited because I think mermaids is one of those things that we don't necessarily think of as a cryptid or paranormal, but I mean, they revolve so much around it and uh, you know, all of the stories and everything uh, from over the decades and centuries, you know, revolved around it. You know, I thought it was great and uh, I loved her stories and yeah, the mermaids one was was really, really good. And I was super excited when she told me about it.
0: It's like you're saying, it's one of those things we don't think of as cryptids, but that's because it's been or it's literally been around for, for so long.
1: Well, we've commercialized it. I mean, yeah. you know, the Little Mermaid for Christ's sake, oh, you yeah. know, everybody's like, Oh, the little mermaid, and you're like, it's a fucking siren, man. Yeah, you know? we're
0: desensitized to it because yeah. back in the day, it was like instead of like, oh, it's a mermaid, it was oh fuck, it's a mermaid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the yep. way back to back in uh, African water spirits, Caribbean deities, and then we had we had fucking massive important sailors to our history that claimed they saw it from Christopher Columbus. Yeah, like she talked about where he was like, I saw a mermaid, and let me tell you, they're not as fuckable as everybody says they are. <laughs> <laughs> they look like fat men. That you would find at a bar at the end of fucking uh, closing yeah. time.
1: Yeah, exactly. On the end of Thirsty Thursday.
0: Yeah. Or uh, we had what John Smith, uh, like she said, said uh, he saw one and they had big eyes and green hair. And he was like, I fell in love instantly until I realized the bottom half of it was a fucking uh, <laughs> fish. It was a fish. <laughs> and then he was like, nah, I'm good.
1: I don't even know how to eat that.
0: Yeah, this is as long as we've been around and been able to tell stories, people that got on the ocean have told stories about mermaids. Now, albeit they might be drunk sailors who were trying to make up fathomable reasons why they stuck it in a manatee.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Or they,
0: or they might have saw something. Or hell, maybe it was Blackbeard trying to keep people away from certain waters or islands because he had something out there. Or maybe he did see something that he was like, I won't even sell out there, so I wouldn't fucking recommend it.
1: Yeah. You know, that's always been the theory is, is that the manatee is what they actually saw. And, you know, the fact that they were on the ocean for such long periods of time, Oh yeah, uh, you know, you get that delusional, you know, that delusional a little bit. But um, I mean, you know, there is there are clippets of videos out there of what looks like a mermaid jumping. I know I seen one that was like on top of the cliff and looking down at a rock and, and the mermaid sees the camera and jumps into the water. And of course, you know, that newer, that newer video of the mermaid laying on the beach and the what, like, uh, I don't even know. It's, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, where that was, but you know, it's, it, it When I sent it to J Dub after we had recorded that, I said, Hey, look what I found. And, and she's like, I don't know that I believe this. It just does not look realistic. Camera work was shoddy, you know, but I mean, it was like three feet away from it. And, you know, I, I suppose there could be a camera trick of some sort, but
0: yeah,
1: um, it was an interesting, it was definitely an interesting video and that one's out there. Uh, actually, if you Google just mermaids, you'll find it. It's not that hard to find, but but yeah, so I think I used one of the pictures in our socials for that week of that particular mermaid.
0: Yeah. She talked about a few like modern divers and stuff, seeing stuff, which like is very feasible. But that back, well, we we're talking about pirates. Uh, it is. I don't know if you know what grog was back in the day,
1: but. Yeah, it's pirates, like a, it was like was a, a rum or a whiskey or something, right?
0: Well, it was. For pirate, back in the day when people were on boats, pirate or not pirate, uh, for those voyages, they could not keep water, just water, stored. Because in the barrels and stuff below deck where it's dark, it would grow algae and all that shit. So in order to keep their water from doing that, they had to mix their water with rum and different things to make it to where it won't turn. So basically, they were operating on a constant blood alcohol level. <laughs> they were their water had booze in it. Right. And, and you know, the story of booze, you know, the longer the booze sits in a barrel, the more stout it's getting. Yep. So that could dive in. That could go into it too. And that could be said the same thing about like deep sea divers, seeing stuff like, uh, your oxygen levels and pressures fuck with your brain. Right. And who knows? Um, I don't know if you, She kind of touched base on it. Uh, In 2012, there was a really controversial documentary that was aired on Animal Planet called Mermaids, the Body Found. Uh, The documentary was marketed as a real thing on Animal Planet, which was like a reputable channel. Right, right. Leaning towards like this controversial theory, which I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called the aquatic ape hypothesis. I'm not. Uh uh it, this documentary had manufactured real footage and evidence, yet again with the air quotes, of uh tools and all sorts of shit like that. It was talked about by actors that were labeled as biologists or experts in the field, like attributed to like oceanography and stuff. And this I was I was living in Galveston when this happened, and this documentary just drops. They don't say it's fake, they don't market it as fake. And this shit like at the end of it, you were drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. Like you were you were a heaven's gate motherfucker being like, I'm gonna go see the aliens in the sky. Right. Like, shit. like it it just was like, oh, this makes sense. they were like some apes, uh, instead of going deeper onto the land, went back into the ocean and they developed this and like they learned how to use tools just like we did on the earth, but underwater, and they developed gills and tails. And this I, I'm talking, this thing blew up in a big bad way. It when it aired. Uh on uh May 27th in 2012, it had 1.9 million views back in 2012. That day. Hmm. That is Animal Planet's second most views telecast in its history, only being beaten by Steve Irwin's memorial service after he passed away.
1: Ah, uh, Steve.
0: Yeah. And so uh a year later, after it came out as a hoax and they announced it was a hoax because short they had to do it really quick because like there was a lot of feedback really fucking quick. People are wigging out. It was kind of like or like the War of the World shit when it oh, telecast on yeah. the radio back in the day. Yeah. People saw it and they're like, Animal Planet wouldn't make shit up. Right. Uh, and so people kind of wigged the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, I was living on a fucking island when that dropped and people were all getting weird shit <laughs> 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 People were going out on boats, like I'm gonna find a mermaid. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And like, eventually, they're like, "This was a hoax. We made this, blah, blah blah." And then they followed up a year later with another fake one. But people knew it was fake this time, and it was a uh, call a mermaid. The new evidence, but it it was surreal, man. And if you ever get time to check it out, listeners, or even you, Golden Jay, I'd watch it. Like I said, that was right called on. a mermaid. The body found, and it's it was convincing. It really you was
1: bought the Kool-Aid package. Eh? Oh
0: dude. Like, like you said, you don't expect animal planet back then to be like, Hey man, here's this mockumentary and like bury the lead, not say shit until right. after it's aired, you know, <laughs> but it panned out for him. Cause they made some bank off that. Shit. Oh
1: yeah. 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 They, they accomplished what they were, what they were after right there. So,
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I believe there's stuff out in the ocean. Um, I don't know if we have, I wouldn't think that it was more human if anything out there. I feel like if anything, it might be like a subspecies that adapted down there that looks human like, but I wouldn't say that it's like our relative, you know, I'd say, you know, uh, some creature that looks like us might have some, might have some hair or something like hair and it's got
1: arms. Adaptivity is, is, you know, what this planet is made of, you know, where you have, you have, um, a fish that can walk on land cause they've adapted yeah. and, and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's entirely possible. I'm a believer in all of that stuff. Um, you know, even if it's just the fact that, you know, I get to hang on to the myth and, and the hope that maybe someday I'll get to see one. You just never know.
0: I, I definitely am a fan of thinking there's something out there that is intelligent enough to be like, it wants to eat a person. So it makes a noise Right. Is enticing to a person, or it, it's like, hey, these guys that float around on that big wooden thing uh seem to be very horny. So maybe I'll just like flash my uh, <laughs> weird fish tits at them and get them in the water.
1: <laughs> just get a little bit closer.
0: Hey, hey creatures adapt. I mean, it's not yeah. a story we cover this month, but like the glimmering man, uh, it was out there making noises to like call people towards it. Oh, yeah. Creatures and animals adapt. I mean, there's There are animals that mimic the sound of children to get attention.
1: Right, right, and uh, the fact that you know that they do, they have that down. A woman yelling, "Help me, help me!" And you know, these people are going and looking to say, "Well, if somebody's in in uh, you know uh, desperate need of help, so let's go find them." And and then they just get uh, get you know smacked down by the the glimmer man. Although I don't know that the glimmer man had many of those stories where they were. Um, you know, evil like that. They just kind of seem to really just kind of be there to watch over well, everything. Yeah, I it think was it's the
0: stories of the survivors. Like maybe there's some people out there that didn't. Make it that is though. very
1: true. We we have talked about that too. That you know, you hear about you hear about these stories from people who survived them. You don't hear about the stories of people who didn't.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I it, do believe that that last story in the Glimmer Man, when it came. Talking about that hunter who was out there, um, you know, in the dark with his brand new night scope and all that. I don't know that that was a glimmer, man. I man, I almost think that that could have been a skinwalker. So,
0: oh, it absolutely it could have been. Skinwalkers are definitely something that has to be covered eventually. But like you were saying earlier, with like multi-parters for uh, the the family and everything, like skinwalkers have got such a fucking deep history with so many sightings. Like, I feel like that would have to be. A multi-parter on its own. Hell, oh, walker ranch by itself is at least yeah. two episodes bare yeah. minimum so yeah
1: that's the well you know i i with skinwalker for me um the obviously it, we're, we're right back to the glimmer man with one of the stories from um the hippie out there doing the meditation that skinwalker ranch and getting uh charged by a by uh you know a predator entity or whatever and. You know, to me, that's more believable than watching the Skinwalker Ranch TV show. We're like, we shot a rocket in the air and it didn't went this way and it wasn't supposed to go this way. But, you know, it's like, come on, man. How many fucking rockets are you guys going to send up in the air when, when you have all this equipment? If there's something hovering there, you should be able to pick it up on some sort of infrared or radar or something. Yeah. Oh, we're going to shoot rockets at it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not for that. But like, I believe thoroughly and we're getting a little off task, but I believe thoroughly in Skinwalkers because that comes back around to uh, Native Americans and stuff before the these legends. They come from something. Oh, yeah. There wasn't something natives back then weren't telling stories. If a Native American back then uh, pre colonization and everything was telling their tribe, they saw something that they interpreted as a threat they were doing it for survival they weren't doing it to be like oh be scared of this they were doing right. this because it was perceived as a threat or something that could be dangerous and they wanted the rest of their tribe to know about it right and that's how it spread it was for survival not for shits and giggles likes and follows
1: right yeah exactly they're not trying to be an uh an uh, Instagram superstar
0: well yeah back then if you tell a story to if you tell a story to your fucking buddy and you're like hey This thing was out here. It looked like this. I think it meant me harm. You telling him that story and it not being true could cost him his life. Right. Because he could see something that he perceives as that. And it put him in a situation that could cost him his life. So it really wasn't, there was no reason to be making shit up. Right. Back then, It was everything back then was about respecting, uh, respecting animals, respecting surroundings. And if something like that came up and, uh, became a thing is because there was something that happened in those situations that birthed that, that story, that story was told for a reason.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, let's move on to our next, uh, let's move on to our next, uh,
0: uh, well, it's in the realm of glimmer, man. Cause it was a story told by you. Well, five stories.
1: <laughs> or was it, was it five?
0: It was a five or was it four.
1: Yeah. I think it was five. It was five yeah. stories.
0: It was, yeah. uh, you had us with haunted Indiana with five separate stories covered by you on August 16th. And the first story was the uh, in Nashville, Indiana. Uh, and it was the story in yes. and still tavern is uh, what I found out that tavern that is in the story and is called.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I found, I, I don't know. you. I, I talked about it in the episode that, that they call it in Nashville, but it's not really in Nashville. It's, it's like clear around on the other side of the Hoosier national forest. Now, mind you that, you know, it's not like, you know, Nashville's on the north side and stories on the, on the far side, but, um, you know, it's like, you got to round the corner and go around to, to get the story. Yeah. As they say in quotes there, um. But they call it Nashville, which kind of threw me off because I thought there for a minute when I first ran across it. I'm like, oh, this is must be downtown Nashville, but it's not. It's in a in a I mean a little town that is all, all but you know defunct, basically. And the only thing keeping keeping it alive is this little inn and uh and this bar. And like Jen, like J-Dub said, she can, you know, she rode her horses to it and she, they parked the horses and then went into the bar.
0: Rode the fucking, the fact that you have to say rode their horses to it still fucking blows my mind. <laughs> I live in Texas and ain't nobody riding a horse fucking nowhere, but J-Dub's <laughs> up in Northern Indiana. And she was like, yeah, I rode my horse. To that. She rode
1: her that. horse there. Yeah. Well, and, but to be, to be honest, you know, they were camping at a, uh, um, uh, a horse uh campground of some sort i'm not sure what it was called or anything but um you know they that you know she loves her horses oh, oh. Yeah, she's
0: horse people that's for yeah, sure for sure uh f- that i looked up a picture of that place and that like she was talking about uh it looks old as fuck on the yeah. outside like it looks like a rundown building but then i saw pictures of the inside Whoo! that place is fancy on the inside yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, they definitely have done more work on the in than the out, and I think they did that on on purpose. I don't think they, I don't think they built the outside up to to make it this you know magnificent looking building. I well, think no. they kept it the way it was because of the the history of it and the history of the town and all that.
0: Oh, and it catches the eye better too when it looks like that. You're like, holy shit, that place looks old
1: yeah I need and to you walk check into it, out.
0: it it blows your mind but like did you know that <laughs> j-dub had been there before you did the story on it
1: um uh, yeah i did uh because i had you know we try to communicate between the three of us and what we're doing and and so on and so forth so i had talked to her and i said hey i'm gonna do this is my idea for this week and these are the five places that i'm gonna do and she's like oh i've been to the story in i'm like cool so yeah, I knew I knew right. going into the recording of it. So okay, we I try to it, we tried to communicate.
0: It looks dope. I, I mean, you're doing better than what we did. We never on Tejas, We never communicated. I didn't know who was doing <laughs> what until it was it hidden. It was lucky that we never end up doing the same stories as each other. Over well, there.
1: and that's something else too. Is that when when we get into these, um, you know, as as Team Boogers kind of continued on. You know, the girls asked me for a list of everything that was done because they don't want to repeat, you know, something that, uh, you know, Alicia had done or I had done or t- even Team Chaos. So, you know, they they hit me up and they're like, hey, have you done this? And then I just go back to my list. I was like, nope, nobody did that.
0: You mean to tell me you didn't look them in the face and you didn't tell them to go fucking learn their backlog, but like start episode <laughs> zero, and get at it learn about anal tuberculosis yeah and there you, all you all go uh
1: you know um i was just so grateful to have them i would have done anything they would ask you it's know, fair It's fair <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah i'm very lucky that they, I've, i don't know i say it a million times i'm very lucky to have them and and you know as far as the backlog goes uh you know i i know Dub has listened to a lot of them um but you know, when you're getting into research mode, because we are recording every other week, you know, everything is still as fresh as we can get it without recording, you know, every week for the following week, Yeah. you know, when you're researching that much and trying to get your story together, you know, spending time going in the backlog is, uh, it uh, might be a little much. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's, it's daunting for any podcast listener to like, uh, Get into a show and then be like, I need to catch up, and then yeah. look at like. I mean, we're still a new podcast, really. Yeah, we haven't even had two years yet, but we still have. I mean, you're, uh, episode a week, man, yep. that adds up real quick, and they're all different in times. You got like forty minute episodes, uh, a two hour episode, Oh and yeah, like live pot, live brewery shows, which went on for I can't remember how long them suckers ran. They were
1: they, they were a couple hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and you know. We're at, uh, we actually just recorded episode 75, which will come out next week. So we've done 75 episodes. And of course, you know, the, there's a couple episodes, uh, that were, you know, it wasn't like every week we, for dolltober last year, you know, everybody did a doll story. So, uh, that was five for, you know, that month. Plus, you know, you, you did the, um, brewery show. the brewery show on, on actual Halloween. And so, you know, those add up. You know when we hit when we hit uh, let's see what will it be one oh four which will be you know two years will actually have been will be a little bit before because we did add a couple episodes yeah. and now that we're doing the other side that's going to add another episode so um, it'll be interesting to uh, to see where we're at at, a, at an actual physical two years how many episodes we've done
0: yeah that would be crazy though. Look at like Gunner says it too. Everything's weird in podcast land. I know, absolutely. Everything, how everything drops and it's like uh with the guys with issues, they drop that Conman episode and they're like this is as close to a live episode as we've ever got. Yeah. So like the next issue you hear for them is going to be something that was recorded before the Conman episode technically.
1: Yeah, and like uh if you actually paid attention really closely to the first uh, 6 episodes, they recorded those back in like January and February. Yeah. So yeah, they've uh, they've got their backlog a little bit. They they were trying to work things out. So that's how it's, they they ended up there.
0: It's tricky to learn. uh We learned that firsthand when we were starting off. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, at first you when you first get in, it just makes sense to you to be like, I need to get a big backlog. Mm-hmm. And when I get in the studio, I need to record as much as I can because it makes sense. But then it hits you down the road. You're like, okay, by the time this episode gets out, this much time will have passed. So these events would have happened but we're not talking about these events and Uh like and so like it the more backlog you have the the more distant you feel from your fans because if they email you you're not getting to that email to for them to hear right until like a month or two later
1: and i feel bad just you know the fact that we are even two or three weeks out from emails coming in that we're not getting to because of our recording schedule and we're you know like I said, we record every two weeks, we do a couple episodes and then, you know, those next, that next come out. So you're like two or three weeks. If say uh, Larissa, you know, emails me, I, you know, it's going to be three weeks before I get the, the the library or the podcast response to her, where you get to read the email and, and yeah. stuff like that. But we're closer than what you guys were when you guys... Like the Sedeker episodes, I mean, you guys set on those for almost a year, right?
0: Yeah, because like we had plans for it to come out, and it was still already going to be like a backlogged episode when it dropped. But then we did Daltover, right? So that whole month pushed it off even farther. So it, like I said, it gets tricky to where we started doing it, like trying to record like the week. It was the weekend before the Wednesday it dropped, right? Which, uh, it has a it perks and it has a it downfalls because you rush and if you run into issues, there's problems,
1: right? Absolutely. And
0: podcasting is not as easy as you think it.
1: Is. <laughs> <laughs> you think you just sit down behind a mic and, and spat your shit and, uh, and then just throw it out there, but you know, you get into issues along the way. Um, you know, a, a mic, a mic sound you you didn't like you know the editing of ums and and so on and so forth or maybe you have a co-host that just says some inappropriate shit you know you just don't know <laughs> yeah. so you you edit it out and you're you know you you're trying to get it done and and in your guys's case you guys were sending them to me to post and you know i'm like chomping at the bit here it is 11 o'clock at night my time before the episode's coming out and i'm yeah. like you guys are killing me here. Come on. You know, I yeah, need to I, go to bed. I have to work. I
0: was promising you. I was there sweating with you. I, I fucking <laughs> assure you.
1: But hey. as as I progress in the podcasting world, man, you know, uh, and listen to more and more different podcasts, whether it be a paranormal or a sports one or whatever, you know, um, there's a lot of imperfections out there that, uh, that these people are putting out who have millions of viewers. And I was like, yeah, we've, we've tried so hard to be absolutely perfect when we don't have to be.
0: Yeah. From the get go. That was a big thing. Like was our hard push was like this. It's got to all be. It's all got to be perfect. The sounds got to be perfect. This has got to be perfect. And that's just added stress, but it's like with anything, uh, the longer you do it, the more comfortable you get, the more, you understand it. Uh, I mean, I I definitely like I said our team bowed out and uh what, what episode was that? It was the year mark. 52. 52. We bowed yep. out. Uh I don't know exactly what the other guys have been up to creative. I know Matt's always spinning his wheels, he's always doing something. He's working on movies, working on sound. He right, well, he's, right. he's a college teacher for all that stuff. Bose, I don't know exactly what he's up to. I know he does he works sound stuff every now and then too. But like I never really stopped. I always I listened to everything in the golden image uh inner empire. Right. So I've been from the start. Of this before I was even part of the even part of Tucsop. I was listening to murder Nerds because you told me you're like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Yep. And and I was one of those people that fucking uh sent murder nerds fucking seven <laughs> paragraphs on a on a weekly basis. Yep. I'm like, hey, I think this is what went on. And uh, I just I've been nonstop consuming it. I if I if I think something i i don't usually email i usually just send it a message in the chat or something right to right to somebody because it's not necessarily that i need or want it to be on the shows i just want to be like i thought this or this or right. that, and then constantly still like working on the shop or talking to esteban or like even though i wasn't like an active part of the team like i'd like you guys sit there and talk about something we grew up with hearing about the great white bald beaver <laughs> and you keep name dropping it and i'm like i'm sitting here thinking i was like if i made that a shirt what would I want it to be? And I sit there and I draw this. Cr- I'm at work on my forklift and I get out my sticky pad and I draw this crude ass picture of a fucking bald beaver with a fucking bandaid on it <laughs> on a log with a pair of uh, swim female swim bottoms yep. and uh, DD carved on it. And I'm like, this would, this would be a cool shirt. And I send it to Esteban, which he's a blessing. Cause that man gets my brain like nobody else. <laughs> I send him this shitty picture that I drew on the forklift. And he's like, I got you, Logan. I get exactly what you're saying. then he sends me a sketch right away. And it's always, it's always perfect. We got really lucky with that dude. Cause he is a, he does some, he does, some, he
1: does some pretty amazing work. Yeah, for sure.
0: I tell hey. you what, we might be an amateur like podcast, but fuck, do we not have some of the best podcast merch I've ever oh, seen? Oh
1: yeah. which you can find at the United States of paranormal.com.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And as you're listening to this, after you're done, go check it out. We will absolutely have, uh, the other side merch. Yep. uploaded on there so take, check it out
1: yep we are uh it is uh yeah you gotta love it we didn't finish really haunted indiana we just kind of touched on story and
0: yeah we didn't get to that was the first story <laughs> yeah. we didn't get to uh uh the second story was the edna collins bridge which uh that was uh, it's
1: oh, a it's a sad sad story sad story yeah um you know not only did she lose her life whether it by trying to, uh, rescue her dog or whether it was malicious and somebody killed her. Um, but the mom then just being so, you know, so much in dread to go down there and and hang herself on the bridge. And now, you know, once again, um, when you go down there to the bridge and do what, you know, the step-by-steps that you're supposed to do, it doesn't always happen for everybody. So, you know, uh, there was some articles I read on some investigators who went and had done it. Nothing's happened. And while they're there, a group shows up, they did it, nothing happened and they left. And then a few hours later, you know, later in the evening, you know, darkness, uh, another group shows up and they tried doing all that stuff and nothing happened. So, you know, maybe it's the, uh, Maybe it has to be a full moon or maybe, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say, but, you know, if you go check out the, the Edna Collins bridge in Putnam County, um, you know, you may or may not get results, but
0: yeah, no, I, I, I'm a firm believer of, uh, paranormal events are not, they're not, they're not clockwork. They're not a trained animal that right. knows a command and everything like. I especially with something like this, where it seems to be a spirit reacting to something it was accustomed to while it was alive, right? With the honking of the horn three times, uh, and and her mind was, My parents are here to get me, right? And I feel like they're, they're sometimes it triggers, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we don't, we don't, the things we don't know about the paranormal, we don't know what kind of energy is acquired for an event to break through. We don't know what a spirit is doing when it is not doing the stuff that we, we expect to do. Right. Like how how long does it have to, uh, save up energy to be able to cause an event, let alone show up and like touch a car Right. to where something. We can see it like, are they cognitive? Is that spirit of that girl aware of her surroundings all the time? Or is it like a death echo to where it's like a brief moment in time? she is reliving a part of her living life and it is interacting with our world. So it's not going to happen all the time.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and to expect it, I mean, Timmy was a prime example from Waverly Hills. Everybody was like, no, he doesn't fucking exist, but you have to be patient with stuff like that too. So, you know, you can't just walk in, throw the ball down and like, okay, Timmy throw it back and expect it to come rolling right back. So,
0: and that's why a lot of paranormal investigators revisit the same places right because they're like i it didn't hit this time for me but like you can is speaking as somebody that has had paranormal encounters himself i've never talked about them on the podcast because i'm a firm believer my situation was really not pleasant so i just kind of keep it at the back of my mind and don't like talking about it but like paranormal places with like spirits and stuff they feel different
1: oh yeah like you, yeah
0: you can ju- you can just feel it in the air the air feels soupy it yeah. feels like thick your body reacts different you get uh chicken skin and it's just like you it's something you can't kick and like i feel like like places like this that's why paranormal investigators come back because just because they didn't have an instance the first time they went there you can feel that there's something off about that area there's something different something's there it just not has sh- has not shown itself yet it's like those right. old picture books where you had to stare at those fucking paintings They were like all this obscure shit until you saw the picture unveil itself to you. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like that scene in Mallrats where that dude, that, that fat guy from My Name is Earl is staring at that picture and everybody keeps walking up like, oh, it's a sailboat. And he's not seeing the fucking sailboat and he's getting
1: pissed. Right. And the,
0: and the kid walks up and he's like, oh, it's a schooner. And he's like, oh, you stupid son of a bitch. It's a sailboat, not a schooner. And he's like, a sailboat is a schooner, you fat bastard. <laughs> and he fucking screams at the kid that the Easter bunny's not real. <laughs> if you if you want a paranormal experience, you have to be that fat bastard from all right Rat. You have to stare at that fucking painting.
1: Right. And be until patient. Until it comes to you. Yep.
0: Because it's there. I mean, I'm a firm believer it's there. It's just that we have the right place, right time, or in some situations, fucking right place, wrong time, you yeah. know, as J-Dub. I'm sure if she could pick her to go her whole life without having the experience she did, she would.
1: Yeah, I you think know? so. Especially, you know, towards the end when, you know, why she moved out. But um, I think that kind of leads into the next one then too. Uh not j Dub's story, but the fact that, you know, um, you know, the right place at the right time. Uh, what hell's gates next, right? Was hell's gate next?
0: Hell's gate was four. Oh, next was the, whatchamacallit, blah, 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 the whisper estate.
1: The whisper estate. Yeah.
0: Which that place, uh, there was a lot of weird shit about on top of the stuff you talked about when you were doing your research, did you come across, uh, did you come across the most recent death in that house? The one in 1977?
1: Mm, I did not, no.
0: There is a bunch of stories. Uh, the last deaths in the house was a father and his special needs son in 1977. And apparently there was some like hinky stuff involved in that death. But like, I could not find details to save my life, but it was brought up in multiple articles. They talk about the, the, the doctor that ran an office down there for 26 years. Right. Like you talked about and the daughter burning up and everything. But like right. the three articles I read, like they mentioned that father and son, but like I could not find details for my life to, to tell me what happened or how that tied into the supernatural at all.
1: Yeah. I totally missed that somewhere along the lines. I don't know. Um, I I kept focusing back on, I do believe that, uh, uh, our friend Connor Biddle actually was in, you know, him and his crew went and did a, uh, an investigation there. I was going to go back and watch it, but I have not had the time. So, um, yeah, one of these days I'm gonna go watch his episode of Whispers Estates. Of
0: yeah, paranormal encounters, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, yeah, as we're winding into the later of the evening here, man, my brain is starting to shut down. This is uh, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> this is my Talking third about
0: long episodes. This is yeah. gonna be a long one. But no, Connor <laughs> yeah. does great work. Uh, I check out his stuff every now and then. He's on my socials, so I see him when he posts up new stuff and everything. Right on. But I mean, when you have a house like that house, like the Whisper House, that's been around since 1894 especially in that time frame, there's definitely be a lot of deaths in there and a lot of hinky shit. Oh yeah. I mean.
1: Absolutely. Especially that it
0: was being a hospital on the bottom floors. The shit doctors got away with back in the day is
1: well, apparently. wasn't there uh is that the one that has the graveyards in the uh, the graves yep. in the back and the and the uh the body pit.
0: Yep, absolutely. Cause see like I said he did uh they they claim that there's over two dozens worth of ghosts there and they're like majority of them are his patient slash victims for the yeah the crazy ass shit he was doing. Yep. But, uh, you were but, talking about, uh, Hills gate. Yeah. And that was the fourth story that you talked about that night out. in uh, was it a uh, clay County? Is that um, the county? It's in. No, it's was
1: in Brazil. I don't know about the County, but it's in Brazil, Indiana.
0: Yes. Yeah. Brazil. Yep. And that's just the County it resides in.
1: You know, and, and we were talking about the Edna Collins and, you know, it's the same thing. I can't imagine that if you go there, that every time you go there, you you know, you're going to see the, the, uh, uh, stuff on the wall start to glow and blood start to run. Yeah. I I don't think you're going to see that every time, even if you go through all the steps that they talk about doing, but, um, you know, it's still an immense possibility. I mean, somebody has saw that along the way and.
0: There, with places like that, like this, for me, uh, we've get. You have to think about with uh, paranormal stuff as far as like there are small town paranormal things that you can find. Oh yeah, there's a lot of these, especially with like hotels, and you know this at this point. Hotels, it's actually something we kind of touch on later here. Uh, there's always a story in a hotel about a bride. Oh yeah. Uh, There's always a story about a cemetery where a certain grave uh has a chair bonnet that does this or.
1: Or if you if you're there at a certain time, the light will glow off of the uh, off of the the stone or whatever.
0: Yeah, and it's it's these things like this to where people are like, oh, these are everywhere, and I think that leads into another paranormal uh, experience, which is like I don't know if you're familiar with it is tulpas, and what tulpas are are a paranormal thing that is basically breathed the life by so many people believing that it puts enough energy out there to where it in fact itself becomes real.
1: And that's where the slender man would come in, correct?
0: Exactly. Stuff like that. It's just like stuff that so many people said it was this and this and this. And like all that energy has got to go somewhere. Right. And like the the believing of Tulpa is just like the fact is like this is real, this is real, this is real, this is real from so many people to where it itself is brought to life. By that so it's also ever-changing right uh it's it's something that has literally been around forever and they covered it in different shows and stuff hell they even covered it in supernatural it's <laughs> like uh the story changes so the entity itself will actually change with time right to reflect the stories itself so like you'd be like my grandpa back when i was a kid said that if you went to this cemetery at this time these two statues turned and kissed and then by the time it gets to his grandson his grandson is like well, when I was told this story that there's a, there's a statue in the cemetery that uh, turns around and flips you the bird. <laughs> and and so as the story changes, the event changes because of the energy that's poured into it. Right, right. And I feel like that stuff like that with like, it goes back to what we were talking about with the bridge is like there is so many stories of honk your horn or turn your engine off at this point and there will be fingerprints on your bumper. Right or kids will push you over the railroad tracks because a school bus got mushed here Yep, and it's in every County. And then like, I think that like, like I'm a firm believer of energy effects shit. Uh, just like if you're in a room with people and somebody has got a really fucking shitty attitude, even if they're not being mean to people, like it's contagious, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that, I think that affects other things too. Like it could breathe something to life and that could possibly be what's with Hellgate, you know?
1: Absolutely. Somebody Absolutely, one day
0: said the walls bleed and the next person says the wall bleed and the next person says the wall bleeds and a shadow man chases you the fuck out. Yeah. And then the story grows and so does the energy down there. And the next thing you know, when you walk down there, it feels like you're walking through soup and a man with a, uh, in shadows chases you while you're looking at bloody walls. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's always a good time. Always a good time. I
0: ain't about it. <laughs>
1: um, walking tunnel. So uh, the last part, number five is the French lick uh, hotel.
0: Which uh, is located in French Lake, Indiana. Lick,
1: absolutely. <laughs> That's and an you,
0: odd fucking name, man.
1: <laughs> French Lick? Yeah, it's always been a little strange. Uh, uh, Larry Bird actually came from uh, French Lick. Huh. Uh, born in, I do believe. If not, Colton will let me know. I got I'm, a French I'm, Lick
0: I'm... once. It cost me like 95 bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got nothing for you there, buddy. (laughs) Um, but you know, once again, it's a hotel story, you know, the, all the, all the stories that go with it. And, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even think we touched on that with the story and the blue lady was there Yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, with French slick, it's the mayor, it's the, the mayor who's there and still resides there after all these years. So, or the bellboy. The bellboy, yeah, yeah, not. I don't think he's as cool as that other bellboy who actually opened the door. I can't remember what episode that was. Oh, you but... talking
0: about the maintenance man that was working on the air conditioner or whatever? And uh, he walked in, and... one.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
0: changing yep. it, yep, yeah. I, there's nothing better than a ghost that does a job, you know, like one that's <laughs> lending you a hand. Well, and well,
1: that's see, that's stuff. what I brought up when they were talking about in one of the other episodes about the uh, the landscapers who they could see trimming the bushes. I like, well, they actually trim the fucking bushes. Well, no, they're ghosts, but the bellhop opened to unlock the door and then fucking uh, turn the, the air AC down. Yeah. So, how is that possible? So, I, I don't know. Just uh, like we're
0: uh, saying with podcasts, you know, ghosts get better at their job as times <laughs> go on, you know?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I you know, I love doing the haunted Indiana. I, I thought it was fun to be able to give uh, five different locations and, uh, you know, not spend an entire episode, you know, trying to give you a story about something that's just maybe not there. No,
0: you absolutely. Know? It's we not, di- not everyone can be like five pages worth of shit, you know? Like- yeah.
1: Yep. So I think I'm going to continue to continue to do that. I want to do the Montana thing. I uh, we had a listener, uh, I do believe Rodney that, uh, said, Hey, uh, you know, what have we got in Montana? So, um, there are plenty up there. So here probably soon I'll be end up doing a, uh, um, a montana episode but uh you know we got a lot of emails and a lot of stuff we need to get to and uh and research and and of course you know i'm still after the whole bigfoot thing and and the, the aliens to bigfoots and portals to
0: you'll never run out of hell. content there's so much bigfoot stuff I out know, there right? and you you can you can just have a reoccurring bigfoot section it'll,
1: it'll be amazing i'm sure so that um, brings
0: us to our fourth case Yes, this month, our, our most recent, which was back to the rocker chick, and she took us to uh, what you call it? Uh, yeah, she took us to the St. Louis Cemetery out in New Orleans. New Orleans,
1: New Orleans.
0: uh but before we dig into the actual cases she talked about and everything i wanted to talk to you with some we haven't done uh so far is i want to talk to you about some of the subjects y'all touched on before at the oh. beginning of the episode <laughs> uh starting when y'all discussed having something so unbelievable happen to you that uh when you tell people they think you're lying or just right telling bullshit and uh when y'all were talking about that especially with you and uh ampy talking about uh the watching the star burn out nobody's uh-huh. leaving you even though you're both there and you've seen it yep um and like we talked about before a lot of people don't talk about like weird shit that happens to them because you're like at, at the end of the day you're like people are just going to think i'm bullshitting or crazy right well i when i was younger and i was working in Mauriceville at a place called pizza and pasta and wings um i was driving to work one day same route every day you know how it is
1: yep you, absolutely
0: you have a thing you go and um uh, one of my first friends I made when I moved uh to Texas was my buddy James. Um, and I was driving to work uh at Pizza pasta and Wings, and I drive past a cross on the side of the road. And you know how those crosses pop up. I mean, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. usually somebody passes away or something like that. And as I'm driving past this cross, I you catch it out the corner of my eye, you know, I'm going like 65 and it's the corner of my eye, but as clear as day. And uh it says on the cross, James English, which is my, my buddy's name. Okay. And like, I see that. And like, I have a brief moment of panic, you know? Right. Cause, uh, this is, I'm out of school at this point. He's still in school. And, uh, I hadn't spoken to him a little bit because, you know, I'm working, he's working. He works at the market basket town. I work here. I restaurant hours are crazy and shit. Right. And well, well, he's still in school and I'm out of school, our friend groups are different now. So we're not seeing each other as much. So a brief moment of panic hits me and I was like, no, if something happened to him, somebody would have told me his right. mom would have called me this or that, but I still panic. So I get to, and I don't have texting at this point, you know, when I didn't have a texting phone, when I moved to your house in Indiana, I, <laughs> I, 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 ref, I, was fighting as long as I could. When I pull in my parking lot, I call him and I was like, where are you at? And he's like, uh, I'm at work, which his work is the grocery store in town. It's right across the way. So I drive over there and I go see him. He's uh he's ringing up groceries and stuff, and I talked to him. I was like, man, I I, I just worried. I just panicked. <clears throat> I saw your name on this cross. I thought, and I was like, I went back and it, it doesn't say your name. It didn't even say anything. It was just a white cross. And he was like, no, oh, I'm good, man. Uh, blah blah blah. I'll I'll talk to you later and this and that and this part uh it gets a little rough, but like uh, not even a month later, I go to the same job. And uh, I'm working with somebody that went to school with both of us. Her name was Jenna. And uh, she looks pale. And uh, I had left my phone at home. And uh, she was like, she's like, people been trying to call you. I was like, what's going on? And uh, the night before, my buddy was at a party that I didn't go to because I had work. And he went within Texas. uh, They stopped selling alcohol at at midnight. But in Louisiana, they still sell alcohol. So it's not uncommon for people that are partying and stuff to drive to Louisiana and go get booze and come back.
1: But in, and, and to be fair, where you guys live, it's not 10 minutes. Yeah, to the, it's not to the far line. at
0: all, especially from Reeseville. <laughs> right. Um, My buddy wasn't even driving, but he got in a car with a bunch of people and he was the only, one of the few people wearing a seatbelt and they got in an accident and he died. And, uh, like, and like, I had only told the, the me seeing his name on a cross to a few people. I had told my now brother-in-law, I had told James himself, uh, my at that time girlfriend. And like, it was, it wasn't even a month later and he died in a car accident on the side of the road. And I just, it, it, that, that it kept flashing back to me. I was like, what right. I was like, it was like, it's almost like you kind of saw it coming, you know? Right. And like, I just like, it's not a story I tell normally. Right. And everything it's because like you get that thing in your head, you're like, people are going to think you're insane or you're making something up. And it's just like, it just, uh, it stuck with me forever and it always will. Cause I can still see it as clear today oh, like, I'll be, yeah. on the side of that cross. I I saw his name, like, and it didn't make any sense how clear I saw it because like I said, I was going 65 miles an hour right. side of the road, but like, it just still to this day, it's like, I know what I saw and I know what happened. I don't know. I can't explain it. Right. It's just like Aunt Bobby saying like she was thinking about people driving on the wrong side of the road and how the fuck could they manage that and then the next thing she knows somebody's coming at her on the wrong side of the road.
1: Well, so it, 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 I mine for me was always uh uh thinking of somebody. Uh well, I, I, the prime example I used to work with this girl named britta Uh she worked at the hospital with us. And I remember um you know, because we kind of kept in touch after she left, not like real happy. We weren't like, you know, booze and buddies or anything, but, uh, you know, we kind of kept in contact a little bit. And, and, um, I remember one day I was like, man, I haven't heard or seen from, you know, her in like forever. And it wasn't more than two hours later. I ran across her on, on the, in the street, uh, downtown Warsaw. And I'm like, how that happens. It's just, it's, it's so insane. Um, but yeah, when you get to thinking about or talking about somebody uh, in, the, in the same instance as you is, you know, that's there. And then, you know, if something happens, you know, it's, a lot of people might say that's a law of attraction is you're you're thinking it and and so on and so forth. In your case, I don't see it that way. But, you know, in my case, maybe that's how what that is that you kind of will it to happen. And and there it is. But um, I don't know. It's crazy to, to really think about. You know, the car coming up the wrong side, you know, five minutes after you were thinking, why would that happen? Why that would never happen. And it, it makes you feel like like it's the same
0: with deja vu, deja vu, you know, right? Like you'll have like a dream or you'll or something that hits you. And then like two years later, that exact same thing happens. And then it triggers that thought that you had like two years ago. Right. Like it makes you feel like, have I been here
1: before Uh huh.
0: or like and. And who, who knows, how can you explain that? How can you explain somebody being like, why would a car come down the side of the road? And the next thing you know, the car is coming down the side of the road.
1: Right. Or me seeing
0: my buddy's name on a cross. And then less than a month later, he dies on the side of the road. Right. It's just the human condition is fucking weird. The energy we put out there is weird. And like, who knows? Maybe we have done this before.
1: Well, I mean, you know, that is a theory. You know, you just, uh, when you die, you just start again, go through it all. So it's so. Who knows? But or, uh, or is it a glitch in the matrix?
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. it could be a fucking simulation, all fucked up. But that brings <laughs> me to my second part. You guys talked about Nick Cage, and oh, we were yeah. trying to figure out why he wanted his graveyard, his grave to be in
1: in New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans,
0: especially after you looked it up and seen that he wasn't from New Orleans, right? Um, funny thing about Nick Cage is, uh. He intentionally bought one of the most haunted and gruesome houses in New Orleans. The La, uh how am I going to say his name right? LaLaurie House was home to Madame Delphine Lurie and her husband Dr. Louis Lulurie.
1: Okay.
0: Uh this was a couple in a house that are known worldwide for beyond inhuman torture and experiments done to slaves.
1: Oh yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh on April 10th, 1834, rescuers responded to a fire at the mansion. Uh while they were there, eventually they discovered a multitude of slaves bound and mutilated in the attic, and they were still alive, some of them, alongside some of the local missing African Americans from the community. Uh upon like the news getting out of what they found there, her house was surrounded by an angry mob, but unfortunately her big goofy ass uh managed to sneak out and escape uh back to france where she lived out the rest of her life uh basically as she had no choice she couldn't come back right uh the mob did eventually burn down half the house and it was rebuilt uh but uh nick cage bought it because it's known to be extremely fucking haunted it's actually out there on the french quarter you probably fucking walked past it oh i'm
1: sure you're out there we had the, the conversation of, um, uh, the priestess that, uh, the voodoo priestess that, uh, um, that, that has a house right there in the French quarter. Also, yeah. uh, we had that conversation about whether we'd walk past it too. And, you know, there's something to do with, she has several properties around the, around the, um, uh, new Orleans or whatever, I remember but... right,
0: she was alive when all of this actually happened. But, uh. I don't know how, but, uh, Nick Cage actually lost that house in 2009 to foreclosure.
1: Oh shit. To bed. Yeah. Come on, Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, uh, what should we call it that American horror stories actually depicted the house and the events, uh, in a season they called coven. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you guys, uh, the main thing you guys covered was, uh, the voodoo queen of new Orleans, uh, Marie Laveau.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it.
0: She did it all. I mean, she was a renowned healer. She was an expert herbalist, trained midwife. Uh, even back then, she was qualified or the people qualified her as uh, as a nurse. Uh, she owned and operated owned beauty parlor. Right. And uh she was the third female leader of voodoo in New Orleans history, like of ever. I believe it. Uh, a title that she held until she died, only being challenged once. And that was in 1850s and she's the person lost out and she got to keep being her, being the being the leader and everything. Uh, being but, the cool uh, kid. Yeah. But I, after I, passing uh, a large quantity of the practitioners and believers of voodoo actually fell off in that area and it's never really bounced back. That's how well, big she was.
1: Well, and, you know, we talked about that in the episode about all the people who came to mourn her. You know, if she was, you know, like the big bad, like they were, were contemplating or talking about the, you know, you wouldn't have that much uh, support from the, oh, it from was, the community.
0: It was just pure respect, yeah, and if not some fear. I mean, because they had well, like yeah. rich white, like high society people come to her funeral, which was not something that happened back then, right? Uh, but like her, her voodoo was not like your mainstream, like normal practice voodoo she uh she fused her view with uh roman catholicism uh a mixture of african spirits and native american spiritual uh techniques and teachings she interwove it all because like she lived in what is one of the melting pots of america right and her teachings and religious ideology was reflected that because even her name was she was named uh because of the teachings of uh catholicism and everything and her daughters were named the same name as her because of that too because she had a daughter that was marie uh the second and they had marie the third oh nice so and one of her daughters uh technically ended up taking her place when she passed away but like you can't can't dispute her like i said she was she was the real deal and uh, like i said everybody in that area either feared or respected her but either right. way they all showed up to mourner and they all still to this day people go to her albeit you have to pay an admission fee to get in yeah. the cemetery now
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like, buy a uh, ticket Robert to ride said. that ride <laughs>
0: Dad, could you imagine that you want to go visit your family and you have to fucking buy a ticket
1: well if you remember rocker chick actually said if if your family has a plot in there you you have a a pass yeah Yeah, you you just got to schedule schedule your visit yeah you can't just show up stopping
0: and dropping off flowers you got to be like hey is it cool if i visit great grandma today oh no you guys got three tours going okay i'll try try Uh, yeah
1: i I, I get the next round yeah and i'm a i'm a believer in that i you know um it's when I go see my father at the, at the graveyard as a cemetery, it's not something that I pre-planned in advance. It's like, I'm just going to swing in. And fortunately for me, you know, uh, um, my buddy Craig is just a couple stones over from him. So I can, you know, I can see that and see him and then jump in the car and go around and see my grandma and grandpa. See,
0: It's it's funny you should say that because it's the same situation for me. My, uh, I have a store like mine in orange and uh, Kayla's mom lives in orange. So we go there all the time. Um, And on the way is the cemetery. And that cemetery is where my buddy that I just spoke of is buried. Uh His mother, who I was very close with died shortly after him was buried and my cousins buried. So that's how it happens for me too. Like I'll be driving that way and I'll be like, it's not planned, but I'll, I'll go out there. I'll put a quarter on a grave, take my time, talk to him, and then drive around the plot, talk to James and his mom. And
1: yep absolutely
0: so i yep. can imagine being like i want to go see them and then pulling up and they'll be like did you schedule
1: yeah your did meeting you today? Schedule like, <laughs> no <laughs> no nope. and i don't plan on it just open the damn doors let me in uh, i'd be pissing and moaning because you know that, that's you why know.
0: when that's i go why... they can just toast me up and throw me in a coffee can and people can talk to me <laughs> on the way to the fucking kitchen
1: <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of i gotta get to uh uh, I need to close this out for tonight. I got um, you,
0: man. We ran long. I tend to talk too much.
1: <laughs> well, we, we were covering, you know, we, we covered a lot of different things. Uh, um, tune in uh, on Wednesday, uh, you know, for the uh, regular United States of Paranormal, where, where we talk a little bit more about their religion and uh, stuff we talked about uh, during last week's episode. We didn't really touch on that today, which is which is fine, because... You know, we talked about it a little bit more in in this coming episode. So, um, you know, I've gotten phone calls and emails that talk about uh, the religious stuff that we talked about in episode 74. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, you know, it, the take on it is absolutely amazing. And once again, to all those who called and emailed, I've so much appreciate it. Uh, you know, nothing negative about what I said and how, and how I believe. And, uh, and I appreciate that, you know, so digging it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. As uh, I I have a firm belief in religion is like uh, different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Believe in what you want to believe in. As long as you're not hurting people, I could give fuck less.
1: Absolutely. Please do your thing and, uh, and, um, you know, be happy. That's all we want you know, we just want happiness and if that's what makes you happy, then so be it. I'm I'm happy for you. So I just, I believe differently than most people when it comes to stuff like that, or at least I thought until, you know, you see some emails and stuff like that, that uh, portray that they believe in b- believe the same way you do. And I love that. So, and I'll get to that here in a few weeks when we get back to a regular episode of the United States paranormal, I'll read a couple of those emails and, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there, all right. Um, don't forget to go check out the United States of Paranormal.com and check out our merch store. And uh, you know, you get a really cool um other side t shirt, which should be out uh now or yeah. soon thereafter within the next day or so. Oh,
0: yeah, t shirts, we got new beer can shaped cups,
1: dude, those are badass.
0: We got beanies, which mm-hmm. uh, I will absolutely getting one for the winter. I mean, it's 105 degrees here right now, but eventually the cold will come and I've got big ass ears. I need to cover up.
1: And there you go. No foofy jacket for him though.
0: No, no. I say, I still got my orange poofy jacket, man. I ain't going to let go of it. Marty McFly can wear one. I can wear one.
1: There you go. There you go. Um, Um, yeah. And don't forget that Vamptober is coming. Oh, absolutely. Talked about in the last episode, super excited. We, yeah, tons of merch for that too. So, uh, and this once again Esteban amazing job amazing job you guys are gonna love this stuff so get out and check out United states paranormal uh dot com and you know as always if you got a story that you want to tell us uh you want to send me a a, a vote a voice clip of you telling the story I'm dying to do an episode where we just have the fans telling their stories um so yeah, send that to uh the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.
0: Oh yeah. And uh if you wanna like I said, we'll be here uh every last Saturday of the month. Yep. If you got something you want us to talk about in here, just uh put the put the name section, say the other side or something. Yep. We'll be more than happy to talk about it. Uh keep your eyes peeled, like you said, for merch. We'll have some Van Tober merch, but just like Dolltober, that's gonna be limited edition.
1: Yep. Get in it's in only gonna be yeah for them. Exactly. Only in October. I love it. I love it. And maybe then, we ought to bring back at least one Daltober shirt for uh we October.
0: have we have some pumpkin stuff from the isolated stuff that we could definitely slap on some stuff that doesn't even say Doll It's just got the United States of Paranormal and the pumpkin. Nice. We get that in there too. If you want a if you want a chance for some doll merch. If you're unlike me and uh you actually want to think of Daltober, <laughs> let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah, Daltober almost ruined Logan. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It was a lot. It was a lot, man. But <laughs> it we, was we a it lot. was
0: a great merch for it. We uh we had our little voodoo doll speaking of uh voodoo in New Orleans sitting right. on top of pumpkin. He's a righteous little dude. He if you was wanna, if you if you're interested, let us know. Maybe we'll slap it up there for uh, a week or so for you to snag it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. If, you, if you dig our
0: babbling, you absolutely will dig the babbling of other golden mojo entertainment, Enterprise, Enterprise,
1: Yeah, Enterprise,
0: <laughs> Enterprise. Now, Enterprise. now we're, that's a different space show uh, in <laughs> the empire. Uh, check out some of our other shows. We have got on Mondays, we've got the call guys, which is Colton and Chico. And right now they've been doing their like character episodes. Like they yeah. just did Batman this week uh, before they did James Bond. Uh, they did Harry Potter. If you're into that kind of thing, I'm not a wizard guy myself.
1: Yeah. It's space.
0: Check them out out every Monday. Um, And then on Tuesdays, we have got golden image uh, podcast Yep. um, where you got golden Jay, the Skywalker and Chico, and they are checking out things and local and outside of the local thing every now and then.
1: Every once in a while. yeah, They're
0: doing things. So you will go do things Absolutely. or if they hit a bad spot. So you won't have to.
1: Yeah, we don't want to send you someplace that you ain't gonna like. Uh, and then
0: with it's Golden Eighties Tuesday too.
1: No, Golden Eighties uh, is on Thursdays. Obviously, you're gonna Thursdays. get United States of Paranormals every uh, United States of Paranormal every Wednesday with uh, with me, Golden J, the Rocker Chick, and J Dub. No, you're not saying it right. It's J Dub. J Dub. You gotta get the hands uh, too. Yeah, so you gotta have the spirit hands when you do it. J Dub.
0: And then <laughs> Thursday we have got golden 80s podcast
1: yep golden jay and brandon or frankie vegas i'm sorry
0: frankie vegas you gotta call him by his radio name if i, I gotta know, call you golden jay in here you gotta call him frankie. i know I i'm know. one it's of the terrible. only ones that doesn't have a radio name <laughs> i just i just couldn't ever figure anything out what was logan. it? long
1: box logan
0: <laughs> yeah that's my in name You gotta have a pin pal name man
1: <laughs> absolutely uh people are loving frankie man uh you He's know cool dude yeah, so I'm super excited to to continue on with that. We have had some great episodes, so but it's all about us growing up in the '80s, and we talk about different events, movies, TV, you know, whatever, whatever we're into. When you guys um, are
0: ready to do your '80s toys and or horror, you let your boy know. Right, I'll come over do. there. I'll, I'll throw down. All right. I might uh, not have been in the '80s, but I absolutely love
1: the '80s. Love the '80s toys. Uh, also on Thursdays, you can get the Indiana Chiefs fans, where it's me. Uh Chico and the chief Phil Jordan as we talk about everything Kansas City Chiefs. Which
0: the Get- season just starting up. So
1: yep. I'm getting ready to head out there in a couple of weeks for the season opener in Arrowhead watching them lift that banner. Nice. Super Bowl champions. So yeah, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And then on hiatus right now is the murderers. Uh, hopefully, we'll have news on them real, real soon. Uh, but as of right now, they're on hiatus, but you can always go back and binge the other the, the first 64 episodes. There's a lot of great content there, and uh, you can hear Golden Jay actually solve every murder in the, all 64 murders.
0: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and you also on Fridays have the Court of Books and Booze.
1: Absolutely.
0: Or every other week, the Court of Milk, milk and, and Cookies.
1: cookies yep.
0: Which is, uh, Skywalker, Jess, and I always forget her name, Amanda, I, Amanda. I yep. know it kills her when I do it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She Was, hates you for that.
0: No. Yeah. No, they have kidding. a, basically have a book club and they read books. Uh, God bless them. I can't do that. I've been working on the same book for like the last month <laughs> and it's not going well, uh, and then like I said when you have a court of uh milk and cookies that's when they got the kids on. Yeah. And they talk about a book they're reading which is adorable.
1: Oh it's it's amazing. Yeah. When, your my heart. grand my grandson's killing it because he's been the majority of the uh of the uh, uh co-host and he's killing it on that mic man. He's oh, yeah. he's ready to be a podcaster. It's almost like it's in the blood. I know, weird, isn't it?
0: Now the but, only one that doesn't have a podcast is Mojo.
1: Yeah. She's too busy. Yeah. yeah like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, I like their slogan, grab a book, grab a beer and meet me in the basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> it is
1: totally sketchy. <laughs> but anytime but... they
0: throw a basement in, it gets a little worrisome.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And that is the golden mojo empire, man. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Uh, everybody's working hard and, uh, you know you can find all the merch for the uh, all the other podcasts at goldenmojoent.com if you're if you want to go check that out too i've been working on uh, building some stuff on there it's it's a lot of work and uh, bear with me we're getting there
0: Look, i got some call guys onesies i put on there you got a kid uh that likes movies and might have a bad opinion every now and then slap him in that
1: yeah a bad opinion <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i did i did order one of those for for gunner and sarah so yeah yeah they got one but yeah it's, it's it, it, the stuff turns out really good I, i'm real right. happy with our new merch people and uh the stuff just is hanging on very very well very impressed with it so go check yep. it out um that's a cool stuff yeah all right man i need to get out of here
0: okay gold Keep jay's sp- gotta go he's got guest and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I I
1: got I see you're an hour different than me, and mm-hmm. I got to go to bed because I still have to go to work in the morning. Same, yeah. Whereas but, uh, the rocker chick does not. So listen,
0: people, uh, you don't have to be worried about what happens when you're gone because you can believe in one thing and one thing only: that me and Gold J will be waiting for you on the other side. Keep it spooky.
1: See you on the other side. The <laughs> mind doesn't make any sense now. I gotta come no, up with a new. No, yours has
0: been building up this the whole time. you've oh, always true. been Saying, "See you on the other side." <laughs> See you
1: on the other side. And
0: here we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good. Uh, have a good day. Yeah. Be safe out there. Remember, keep it spooky. Bye. Late. Thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal check us out at the United States of paranormal.com or at any other of our social media pages at Twitter at T O S O P P O D at Instagram at the United States of paranormal or Facebook at the United States of paranormal or YouTube at the United States of paranormal.com. 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs fans, the
0: Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at the United States of
1: Paranormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.